Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast uh, together with me, Sunanda Vashisht. Uh, how are you doing, Sunanda? Good. How are you, Adit? Uh, pretty good. And um, we tried to get uh, Nirav Modi and Mehul Choksi on the line, but we couldn't get them. So we've got the next best thing, Ashish Chandorkar. Were you trying Were you trying the Jain connection? No, it didn't So we got the next best thing, Ashish. How are you today? I must clarify that I I have no open LOUs with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, of course. Uh, Ashish is a author and columnist with uh, a lot of portals, Swaraj, Up India. Um, and has written on variety of issues is an uh, 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 is an you can find him on social media always giving very interesting uh, takes on day day to day issues he has only one bio as far as i am concerned he is one of those rare people who does not get outraged very often correct and he's come on my part <laughs> so i don't even know what he is doing on twitter really <laughs> he's spreading the spread, spreading the sanity yes but we love you ashish we love what you do ah so uh, he and he's been on my podcast before so great to have you back ashish yeah thanks for the group for what talking ha so um if for all the people who haven't known what has gone on in the news this week uh, one was this punjab national bank scam and stuff uh, so there's going to start off with a little bit of a brief overview and um and it wasn't a scam and stuff fraud it wasn't even a fraud it was like f r a u d with caps acha ha matlab जो भी वो सो आई मीन आई एम नॉट ट्राइंग टू साउंड डेड पैन बट दैट्स हाउ आई स्पीक मतलब आई कैन स्पीक लाइक अर्नब यू नो बिग फायर ई क्वेश्चन टू नाइट No, but what happened? No, was no, hold on. So, so I'm yeah. just going to give you a, a overview of what we're talking about. Then there's the Justin Trudeau visit, mm-hmm. and then the controversy over whether uh, he's going to meet Amrinder Singh or not, and you know what's the issue about whether they are avoiding to meet. and then of course the political news tripura goes to polls and other mm. political news this week so yeah. why don't we start with a brief overview of the what happened and then i'm going to go straight to ashish so, so essentially the news broke about this scam nirav modi is a jeweler he um, has uh, businesses in uh, diamond and high high quality diamond and stores all over the world in from new york to uh, <coughs> mumbai he has stores in the best places and uh, his clientele is creme de la creme of hollywood and bollywood and say whatever so it just came to the fore pnb actually found out punjab national bank which is the second largest um, bank in state owned bank in india second only to the humongous state bank of india so it seems that he got um some letters of undertaking lous from punjab national bank to back him without any asset or money to enter into a series of transactions how that happened i don't know so it seems that he kept getting these um lous and against them he kept getting the money and was it a rolling credit or mm. how it happened i am still very confused but at the end of it it seems that 11000 crores a scam worth 11000 crores absolutely um and which they cannot account for right now mm. and um i mean government has taken cognizance of it and we know that um, you know two uh, officials from pnb uh, see their 
in the CBI custody at the moment. They've been put. But the whole crux of the scam will take a while to, um, you know, unravel. Yeah. So first things first, I'm going to go to Ashish for his initial reaction. And what did you make out of this, Ashish? Yeah, I think the details what we have are that are fairly sketchy at this point. Mm-hmm. What is public? Uh, I would like to at this stage call it a fraud, not necessarily a scam. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has happened is that uh, they have secured credit without any collateral, basically, or without any margin from the PNB uh, branches or, or one branch or multiple branches, uh, and that has been uh, that 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 LOU uh, has been used to take money from other banks. Now the question is whether these entities paid back their, this money to the other banks or not. Uh, if they paid back, was it paid back in full or maybe there's some outstanding there? If there's some outstanding, then how do these banks deal with the PNB? Did they make any accounting entries or not? Uh, if they didn't make it, then how did they reconcile their books and report their results? So, so basically, there are multiple questions and, and a series of questions actually, uh, which are still outstanding, which which we don't know about. What the banks today are reporting is that the number of or, or the quantum of LOUs against which they may have potentially lent money. So it's, it, that doesn't mean that the money has or has not come back. We don't we don't know that either way right now. Mm-hmm. So only when that mystery unravels, we will know how much of that eleven thousand crores or whatever the, the, the exact figure is. How much of that actually resulted in a financial fraud, a financial scam rather? Mm. Right. So, so the, the act of issuing the LOU, of course, is a fraud because uh, even if the money is paid back, the, the process adopted was essentially illegal. Mm. So, so that that itself will attract uh, a punishment or, or or judicial scrutiny. But whether the money was lost or not, that question uh, still kind of open, and the quantum also is not known. Okay, so I mean, one, I'm glad that you put those caveats in because you know the numbers are very sexy and people love to put out your eleven thousand and the quant without knowing. The no, no, but this quantum. number has come from Punjab National Bank. No, no, I know, Sunanda, but what Ashish is saying is it could be more or less. Yeah, you never know. So the yeah, quantum, correct, correct. the final quantum is not known. Yes, you know? the final so quantum is not known. Not, huh. But let's go to the major question, which has been rankling my mind, and many other uh, people have talked about this also. That how did this happen? The negligence of on part of the officers, or you know the. A lot of people have said made speculations. That investigations are going on for a long time, and quote unquote, they um, there were like lethargic, and you know that's why Nirav Modi and them escaped in January. The, those are theories are coming. Those sort of theories are coming out as well. So, what do you think, Ashish? What 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 does one make of those theories? Are they credible or are they completely hawa bazi? Yeah. Just to clarify my point, yeah, yeah, that collusion is there and CBI is also arrested. I'm talking about people are extrapolating that to political. Uh, yeah, yeah, thing. no, of yeah. course. So, see, the political part seems a little uh, iffy at this point, right? Either way, I mean, this is not about BJP or Congress. No. The fact is that there was an operational risk breakdown here where the one system which PNB was using, which was the SWIFT system, mm-hmm. where these LOUs was not connected to their core banking system. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not unusual. I mean, although it's not a very intelligent thing to do, but it's also not very unusual because a lot of the old banks run on IT infrastructure is not the best in the world. So, uh, so, so in that sense, there was an operational risk failure. Now, at what point was this capped in the bank? Mm-hmm. That we don't know. I 
and then of course the higher up you go that is when the political patronage angle comes in hmm. so i don't think there are enough facts known at this point in the uh, in the in the, in, the, in the public domain but uh, if the news of the 2013 uh, uh, time frame when one director claims that he had uh, written about not exactly about this scam but something which was going wrong uh, hmm. and and he was asked to resign as an independent director if that is true then of course yeah, you can say that there was some political meddling here but uh, again uh, i don't think enough is known at this point of time um ashish let me ask you one question that has been bothering me so the first letter of undertaking or letter of thing credit came in 2011 hmm. and subsequently there have been multiple um seven LOUs, years ago I mean, seven yeah. years ago so it's been seven but then what happened to the audit and regulation did um, first of all it's not government's job to um, audit banks i mean it's or regulate banks it's rbi's um, mm-hmm. job so i understand your point about that this there was operational failure this swift thing it was not uh, connected to um, the core banking but what about rbi's regulation because then rbi does not look at um, you know p- um, in things in piecemeal they must have been they must look at the when they are auditing they look at the entire transactions that may happen in the bank how were they able to reconcile this is 11000 crores if you are talking about i i this is what i don't understand right see the lous are typically open for one eighty days period okay? right. so it, they can be rolled over and i think that is why the currently open list is the current one which which you which it's from the last year right what you see in the report or in right, the right 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 that mentions the 2017 list of uh, open lous and then it's quite likely that they were rolled over multiple times mm. from the past mm. now the audit or, or the scrutiny happens at three levels there is an internal audit in the bank uh, which may not have caught it because uh, this was like an off balance sheet thing like the the lous were opened in a system which may not have been under the purview of the audit maybe at all Uh, they may have just not reconciled with anything else on the core banking system. Then there's an external audit, which uh, like a big four or someone else would would, would come and uh, essentially sign off on the books for the year. I mean, PNB has to file returns every year and mm-hmm. and, and file its papers every year with the regulators, with CBI and with RBI. And then there's this RBI uh, uh, overlay of of various kinds of scrutiny that the bank has mm-hmm. in terms of the reporting. So clearly, the the failure was. not uh, was on the part of all the three entities I and mean, at some point this question should have been raised so again the investigation will will bring forth uh, what was the negligence involved but the internal audit as well as the uh, the the auditor who were signing off on the uh, pnb figures every year and the rbi's teams which 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 have a vigilance kind of a function i think all three teams would have had would would, would come under scanner again whether it is willful or whether it is negligence uh, we don't know right now Mm. Interesting. So, and the, and the, that's that's what is going to be come out. But what was troubling to a lot of people and stuff. And and another angle is coming out is also the angle of Mehul Chokshi. Yeah. Which is which is you know that what was his role and stuff. He was the uh, for Git from Gitanjali Gitanjali Gems, right? right? Right. And he was. So um, no no. Nirav Modi joined uh, Mehul Chokshi. Mehul Chokshi was the original uh, oh, jeweler yeah. and ah. diamond merchant or whatever. Correct. So Nirav Modi joined him. And currently, and then, the, currently all of their whereabouts are unknown. Yeah. So Nirav Modi apparently is in uh, New York in some plush hotel, according to some sources. Yeah, but look, I. Yes. Yeah, I read this report. 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 Ye
राजू श्रीवास्तव यूज टू मेक दिस जो डॉन में भी ग्यारह मुल्कों की पुलिस पकड़ दो हजार छह में भी ग्यारह ही मुल्क थे डॉन में पकड़ते पोलिटिकल रेमिफिकेशन एंडसेप्शन life so this is this is this is something ghar ka bank type of a situation you know because punjab national bank is everywhere like state bank so lot of people were so the first you know saying that perception thing was that you know we it's so difficult for us to get anything done at the bank you know for everything we are getting you know um we, you have to stand in lines for everything you have to connect everything to the aadhar even if all you own is few lakhs of rupees and you know that's what senior citizens have been telling me that we have been you know we've been standing in lines and we've been getting everything connected to the aadhar my mother was telling me i get three calls a day you know are you connected to aadhar or all your um, bank um, you know whatever connected bank um, ids and everything connected to aadhar which she has and she says i don't understand how this happened and this i'm hoping across the board so we understand the nuances of this fraud my question is about the perception the perception is that harshad mehta thing is still going on we don't i don't think we have um, completed the trial for that so um, you know so something like that uh, satyam scam is still going on so people are frustrated Hmm. people are like you know this crony capitalism has to stop somewhere hmm. and it's not necessarily a bjp problem or a congress problem it has been continuing for a while hmm. and we know we do know that this government has come down hard on crony capitalism but overall what do we do about these nirav modis of the world and how do we there's no way we can catch him there is no way so how do we how do we handle how does this government handle the perception I don't know you know that's a the, and I'm coming to Ashish in a second it's a, it's, a, it's a good question about how does it handle the perception uh because also do will they have anything tangible to show yeah and i by the way i don't believe this whole news about they've already recovered 5400 crores and no. 6000 crores and all that it doesn't seem right and uh, you know all these things will change with the time they're all fluid yeah they're all fluid we don't know but, and i don't uh, tend to believe that news very um, but that's easily. the thing that's the thing that what and and the, and the whole point about him leaving in january the first week and this coming out now and there were reports of this being investigated significant time back yeah. you know वाला जो है दैट इज दैट इज इवन अ मर्कियर पिक्चर सो एंड देन यू नो ऑफकोर्स विजय माल्या वेदर पीपल वॉन्ट इट और नॉट हील बी ऑलवेज बैकेटेड ललित मोदी विजय माल्या नीरव मोदी सो आशीष वॉट डू यू थिंक अबाउट द परसेप्शन बैट Yeah, but uh, but um, sorry to cut you short, uh, um, Ashish. But ownership and all that is not known immediately. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So this will be on the stories. Yeah, 
corruption cases which the which bjp has alleged uh, in the run up to the 2014 election i think the government has to explain that potential one of the reasons why no action has been taken or things have been delayed was because there was no no uh, uh, guarantee that action would have actually happened right yeah. uh, the the worst would have been that they they go after someone and that person either gets a bail or that person gets Yeah. Uh, or or the cases dismissed for lack of evidence, right? That would have been a bigger loss of faith for the government. Uh, which actually, see, if you go back in history, in 1977, that's what happened, right? When when the Janata government started doing the probe against Indira Gandhi and all uh, everyone else in Congress for the emergency, um, there was hardly any evidence which was presented uh, in in, uh, in in a way which would have implicated these these people. Correct. No one ever went to jail except maybe V C Shukla, who stayed in jail for a very That that yeah. that has that will be the key and that has to be the key because again you know in the Vijay Malia and the Lalit Modi case, ये जो cases उनपे हैं लगे हैं वो तो है but then you also have this thing where they are giving periodic interviews to news channels and stuff like that and that is a different you know gives so if and another part is Nirav Modi so hasn't made a public appearance but will he make a public appearance I'm sure this? at some point at some point where yeah. you know will he's going to talk his side of the story I mean you know let me, so- let me ask you both another question um you know is it the systemic failure and if it is then Nirav Modi is you know he is if even if we diagnose this thing you know even if we fix one nirav modi even if he is punished there will be 100 other nirav modis yeah. in line so how do how do how does the change that this nirav modis don't arise hmm. that is the problem no and and also and as and long as government <laughs> controls the banking i don't know how we exactly. can, we can that, that's change that's what that. i want to talk about in the next part तो मतलब बेसिकली सुनंदा जी ने घूम फिर के बाद 1971 में डाल दी कि वॉज बैंक नेशनलाइजेशन अ गुड आइडिया नो व्हाट आई एम सेइंग इज व्हाट सुनंदा इज बेसिकली ट्राइंग टू से इज दैट आर वी सीइंग मोर ऑफ दी स्कैम्स एंड समथिंग लाइक दैट हैपनिंग बिकॉज ऑफ दसेसिव ऑफ पब्लिक सर्विस बैंक्स वी हैव उन्हीं में आप ये देख रहे इट्स नॉट गवर्नमेंट जॉब टू रन बैंक I I just feel that there might be many many Nirav Modi's in the pipeline that haven't even come out. I mean, there must be some loopholes. There must be something because what did Nirav Modi essentially do? Take advantage of a loophole, hmm. right? Hmm. He took advantage of a loophole. So I'm sure there are other loopholes. And when these banks are so humongous, it is impossible for to regulate and, them. Well, to and I'm going to bring Ashish here in a second, but I don't even think it was just. You can't just reduce to just taking an advantage of a loophole. Because यहाँ पे the connivance and the compliance of but it started with a loophole. It started with it started a loophole, with a loophole, but it got exaggerated because of the connivance and the compliance of bank officers. But started and, you know, with a loophole. That's why huh. I'm saying that maybe yeah. we can change that. Maybe we can change. Oh, but that. India of 2018 also is not ready to have that conversation. 
I think so. We are not. Nobody talks about um, privatization of banks. So I, I mean, there might be talks about. Oh, but Sunanda, India has faced that in a uh, backlash over that too. Because I remember during this um, previous scandals and stuff, where private banks did suffer as a bad way. So a lot of people, a lot of people I know in in Ahmedabad moved their money from certain private banks to public sector banks because of this. Because काफी लोग you know बर्बाद हो गए private private घोटाले में. So. It's it's a big debate, but Ashish, closing thoughts and your positions on Sunanda's thing about public sector banks and stuff. Closing thoughts on the Nirav Modi issue, and then we'll move on. Sure. So let me just make a uh, let, let me make three points here. So one is that see, firstly, in India, even the private sector banks have had uh, involvement in various kinds of yeah yeah doings, right? The fraud mm. scams. Even now, with Nirav Modi case, there are names of private banks also involved. Who also did not do diligence on their part before honouring these LOUs, right? Mm. So procedural failures are actually not a preserve of PSBs in India. Mm. Uh, that's actually a bad thing because that also means that the system really needs to do much more than what it's currently currently doing in terms of the scrutiny, vigilance, exactly, in terms of, of fraud detection, right? So that that's oh. the system part. So irrespective of the ownership, mm. that definitely needs to be addressed by RBI mm. in terms of how the whole governance aspect works. Mm. Secondly, I think the larger issue, the issue which with with PSB was of one of the uh, modern hazard where people were uh, calling uh, and calling the calling the officials of these banks for giving out loans to certain people and so on, right? I think that is where what the real problem with the with the government ownership is. In fact, to the credit of this government, uh, even the critics have accepted that no one calls from Delhi to make any loans to any PSBs, right? I mean, they are not asking PSBs yeah, to make loans to their people, sure. or their hmm. people or people who are close to various ministers, etc. And that is a huge achievement of this government. Hmm. But of course, the challenge is you cannot institutionalize this because this also always depends on who who is sitting on the top, right? right? Like if the government changes or the even if the person changes in finance mm. ministry, things might change. So you can't institutionalize this. Um, so that uh, exposure will always remain. The third part is that there's also the government also has also tried a hybrid model at least in a couple of cases where you have the ownership with the bank, but uh, sorry, the ownership with the government, but the the management is professional in nature that you get people from outside. I think this was a process which could have been a good intermediary step. Remember that this is not just the case of the government of India. Even a lot of the uh, family-owned businesses in India are trying to adopt that approach where Correct. they want to segregate the ownership from the management, right? Because Correct. it has been a point of debate even for private businesses in India. I think that would have been a great intermediary step where if the government would have brought in people from outside to run these banks and maybe change the system or strengthen the system, and then decide you know which ones to shut down, which ones to merge, uh, merge with someone else, or which ones to privatize. I I actually think that the third step. Uh, has taken a little bit of a backseat after Jain Sena was moved out of the finance ministry because he was the one who was driving this whole mission into the the the, the Indus program. I think it was called, and I think he oh, was it Indus or something else. I, I forget the name, but uh, he was driving this this part, and I think he, that that never uh, uh, you know went to a fruition, and I, I think that is what has caused the delay in in some of these structural changes. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. 
Uh, and let's see let's hope that you know there are more structural changes and this issue gets resolved quickly but um, uh, going moving forward from this so that's that's basically um, thank you f- uh, for this very interesting discussion on this Nirav Modi thing uh, where we weren't shouting on each other and not talking about political uh, stuff but the merits and demerits of the case but moving on to the other news that made um, uh, thing Justin Trudeau is in India uh, someone I think uh, made a joke on um, uh, Twitter because uh, there were like already articles about his youngest son so someone was like blow to Taimur <laughs> son because he was being covered but anyways uh, India sent its Minister of State for Agriculture to receive but apparently that is the proper protocol is it? yeah because they get a formal uh, so when Narendra Modi goes to meet someone so if he went to um, airport to meet uh, say Netanyahu or uh, Obama that was breaking the protocol so uh, here this is the protocol and they will get the formal um, you know reception in Rashtrapati Bhavan and that's when they get uh, so anytime you see it's not normal huh. uh, the Prime I, I just wish that uh, the government of India would have sent Amrinder Singh to greet just well he does not want to meet Amrinder Singh <laughs> that's why <laughs> So uh, the main issue was basically, uh, and there, this has been back and forth where Amrinder Singh uh, has raised questions about the Defense Minister of Canada stands on a stands on a lot of issues, and also that that the uh, the Trudeau's government stands on a lot of Khalistani militants has been very odd. Trudeau himself is a problematic person. I mean, apart from the uh, point that he can get so. Uh, irritating as to address um, people kind instead of mankind. I'm not even getting into that. Um, but Canada, for the longest time, has been a hub of pro-Khalistani elements. The only reason, and you know, uh, everyone knows the story. I mean, mm. Johan and all, they were all in um, oh. uh, in Canada and getting and then the, funded the, from Pakistan. And the 182 bomb blast. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Absolutely. Blast. But India of 2018 is not India of 1980s. So now a bigger resurgent, a uh, thriving economy like India does not care about all these people, you know, thriving there because they know they cannot do anything. Indian Sikhs and um, Indian state has comprehensively defeated um, Khalistani movement. You only have to travel through Punjab as I do. You will see one reason why AAP failed in Punjab is because they tried to do dilly-dallying with these Khalistani elements. And at the last moment, remember, what was I telling you? I was yeah. traveling through and I was telling you, I'm very scared. I think AAP might just get it. But at the last minute, they started dilly-dallying these, with these Khalistani elements. Hindus and Sikhs in Punjab got together to defeat up because they were like, we do not want return of um, terrorism. We do not want return of Khalistani. So Indian Sikhs have categorically, um, you know, defeated this <clears throat> secessionism or any thoughts of secessionism. But in Toronto, and I've been to Toronto many times, I go to Toronto, the minute you go to any Indian restaurant, you know how these newspapers are given free, like oh. India Herald and all oh. that stuff. So you say, you find Khalistan Times. <laughs> I have seen it. I have seen in a Desi restaurant, you go and see Khalistan Times. And I'm like, you don't even see that in India. You never saw it in India. So all these people who went to, and I call them fossilized brains, these people who... um, Live in a time warp, essentially. Yeah, on butter chicken and whiskey, they keep talking about breaking India, and they haven't been to India in 30 years. They don't even know where where India is at the moment. But 
having said all that i understand they're not important there is a section there who are funding khalistanis who are trying their best it is i think imperative on indian government to sort of sound no, this is this is my problem and, let them know. and this is not nothing to do with trudeau or something anyone for that matter saying that uh, uh, me taking a position against the khalistan thing will offend these guys who are advocating for breaking india or whatever that's yeah. my problem yeah why would you care about what you know happens or not and this pandering to this very tiny minuscule minority because even canadian sikhs don't endorse this yeah. but the other and uh, ashish i wanted her view on this too um i think i read reports where indian bureaucrats were banned from certain gurudwaras in um, in yeah. canada something like which is unbelievable yeah, yeah. canada is a mess is a mess when it comes to all this yeah stuff. so yeah. what do you think about this ashish all this issue funded from there yes Ashish, I mean Trudeau has pro-Khalistani voices in his cabinet. Exactly. So that is something that you know India needs to um, talk about. And the fact that there is news now that he refused to meet Amrinder Singh, which is nonsense. I yeah, mean, I, I uh, don't know. An elected head of state, and he refuses to meet Chief Minister of Punjab, whatever our political um, uh, ideas may be and ideology may be. This is rubbish, and this is not what. Uh, this is just as bad as those idiot sixty-five MPs who wrote. This is. Uh, 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 yeah. About four years ago, about not. Uh, Narendra Modi and, and um, I completely support every time Captain Amrinder Singh has raised this issue about Canada fueling Khalistani sentiment. It is something that India needs to take up more um, proactively. And if he does not want to meet um, the elected chief minister of a state, then really shame on Trudeau. 
Absolutely. So we'll see what happens on that. Um, moving forward to the news of the week, I think, um, um, and Trudeau will be in India for this whole week. So next week we'll talk about in detail what he talked about. He's actually going to Ahmedabad as well. My yeah. uh, a lot of students are uh, meeting. Nice. <laughs> my cousins, I think, is a delegation to meet him and stuff. So um, I was joking with him. I was like, you should ask about this. <laughs> <laughs> so in any case. Um, Tripura goes to polls this time. The election is keenly watched because uh, uh, BJP is in contention with CPIM. Yes. Uh, do you think BJP can swing a surprise? I know an exit poll we carried from Janki Bad did seem to suggest so. But uh, a lot of people are being skeptical or something on the other side. What no, I have a feeling that they might actually give them a scare. Mm-hmm. I don't know about winning, but it does seem that BJP has... Well, the whole story of BJP in Northeast is is phenomenal. It's, it's fascinating. fascinating. And it hasn't started now. People talk about outreach now. I remember talking to now Defense Minister um, Nirmala Sitaraman way back in, I would say, 2011 and 2012. Mm-hmm. And she was in charge of Northeast yeah, at I that remember. time. Do yeah, you remember? Yeah, when we, yeah had, we talked about it. We talked about it. And she was at that time, she was talking about... and that that time they did not even know that they would be elected in 2014 so the outreach to northeast has been happening and since she, I then and she spent more time in northeast yes. than before she became a minister yes so she, did. she did she so did she so, did yeah she has she's done a lot there uh, so it is time so i'm glad bjp has made um, I, I don't make any guesses on the election verdicts that's your territory i don't indulge uh, that no, I think but i think a, it's, they, it's they have given a, manik sarkar a run for his money it's going to be a neck and neck fight and especially yeah. in tripura where uh, the seats are won and lost in very small margins yeah. so anything could happen what do you think Ashish yes I think the, the rise of BJP is incredible so just as a reference BJP got 1.5% votes in the 2013 elections in Tripura right. elections mm-hmm. even when there was a full blown Modi wave during the Lok Sabha election BJP secured 4% of the votes okay. in, the, in Tripura now from that point on, now we've got two surveys which have come out. One, of course, was Janki Bad, which gave 37, 31 to 37 seats to BJP and its ally. Yeah. Uh, and the other poll gave 20 seats to 29 seats. Actually, no, about 29 seats. And the other poll showed the CPM barely winning, uh, retaining the state. Yeah. So there's been one survey each uh, for and against the BJP. But both have shown that 23 is the minimum number of seats which BJP might win on its own in yeah. the state. So that will be a humongous achievement. Clearly, uh, who has been uh, instrumental in uh, and uh, expanding the party there has been uh, you know, a great job. And I also feel that Himanta uh, Vithwa Sarma, because he had a personal grudge also against uh, the Congress leadership. Mm. I mean, he has been an uh, absolute force in the region. He has yeah. got varying, uh, various uh, people who had personal differences. He has got them together. Um, no, and, and the also... The party. And I think I, I won't be surprised if BGP actually pulls it off on a given day. The no. polling is happening right now as we speak. Yeah, it right. is. And uh, the results are in a week or so, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, huh. the, the numbers seem pretty good, actually. Uh, there was already about 12% polling till 9 a.m. So, of course, I mean, in the northeast uh, states, the numbers are always high. Yeah. But it seems like there's a lot of enthusiasm for polling uh, today. So and there are about 50... There are... On March 3rd, after Nagaland and Meghalaya have also polled, which is on 20th. 
so anyways uh, we're coming i think that was pretty much it in terms of news of the week uh, in in other news america suffered yesterday another dastardly shooting yes 17 people were 17 uh, people were dead in a florida, florida high school, high school our heart goes out to everyone i mean mind has a piece on it if you care to read please do read about and it we've spoken and about we this we've spoken about it multiple times gun about control gun control and i mean I'm not even going to discuss it anymore but uh, like you had has... people like this Mike Huckabee going to Israel and saying yeah. that uh, because Israel knows uh, to yeah. keep the guns out of the people Yeah but do read so mine for the coverage do read mine for the coverage on it and uh, we have covered it in detail it is it is heartbreaking and um, I really don't know what to say And some of the messages and videos have come out horrifying 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 our heart goes out to every single family that has suffered suffered from this yeah but uh, before we end the podcast like we always do ashish we wanted to ask you if you had any recommendations this week for our listeners any non political newsy you read something watched yeah so i have been reading a book um, by jordan peterson which say which is titled fell rules for life uh, mm. a pretty good book good uh, good explanation of uh, you know how how you can develop your thought process the kind of behavioral traits one should build so i would certainly recommend it for the readers uh, for the listeners this was fascinating thank you ashish on that and sunanda you have any recommendations um <clears throat> um i am actually uh, going to be um moderating a talk with alessa ayers on wednesday february 21st and uh, this is about the it's the discussion is going to be um on the book um her new book our time has come so i've been reading that book um it's it's a it's a fascinating book i would i would recommend that book read it it's a it's a good um for people who are trying to understand india and the american perspective to, the american on perspective on india it's it's a good way to know what americans think and how they are wishing to deal with india and what their problems are and with india not everything may be correct you may not agree with everything but in order to understand the american perspective this is a good book to and read and more specifically this indicates that the dehyphenation of india and pakistan has finally happened yes thankfully yes. so yeah. my uh, i have two recommendations one is uh, i uh, a TV, uh, both of them are actually uh, uh, tv shows that i've been watching on amazon one is a show called breathe with r madhavan very uh, it's a indian tv show that amazon produced very intelligent writing and the second one is the most fascinating one called the man in a high castle which is in like an alternate reality if what if us has lost the war and he had one third of the america controlled by germany one third controlled by japan and the other being a neutral zone so wow very very unique take on it so if you have some time watch those tv shows <laughs> So um with that I would like to end uh, this week's mind podcast thank you so much for joining us Ashish uh, it was great to have you 
fascinating perspectives on the current issues <laughs> current affairs issues so with that this is goodbye from me and sonanda we'll we'll be tweeting uh, uh, excerpts from this event uh, that sonanda is doing with alisa iris and of course we'll go try and get see if we can get a live video as well so stay tuned for that on mind.net uh, thank you guys and we'll be back with you next week <laughs>